Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to What A Night, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network, and we're kind of down to the bare bones today here. Um, as you can probably tell, I'm not Ben Haynes or Hunter Godson, I'm Sean Walsh, and the only person here with me today is Jude Summerfield. How you go? How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm, I'm good, mate. I know we're, we're the bare bones, but I'd say we're probably the most important bones as well. So I'd say the, the, two, the only two actual 90 Min boys should be said. Yeah, we're the ones flying, so, the, you, flying the flags. But, so, you know, uh, yeah, so we're here. We're, we're here. the craniums we're of the operation, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the how are you doing, man? Are you good? Yeah, yeah, good. Um, we actually have some bit of pre-match ramble before we get into this, don't we? Like, quite yeah. a lot of stuff that's gone on in the last week since we last podded. Um, mainly Conti having a wee cry in public, you know. That was a, that was a fun 24, 48 hours from when we lost to Burnley. Immediately after, Conte comes out and says stuff along the lines of that you could quit and all this kind of stuff. It's just, it's like, you know, as the old meme goes, one regular day of Barclays, that's what I ask for and we'll never have. <laughs> just love to have some settled coys action, but it's yeah. just one extreme to the other, unfortunately, and that's the only way <laughs> yeah. we can do it. I'm not going to massively go over the Burnley game because it was actually quite long ago you know, in terms of football stuff like the news cycle and the way that everything goes but did you did you watch the game what did you think of the game did watch the game um watched half of it in a pub and then half at home um and yeah i was trying not to get sucked into the you know this could be a classic spurs game where they go to city and win and then go to burnley and lose because <laughs> i don't I don't like feeding into that narrative you know you should just think it's very easy to feed into it as well it's, isn't it it's so easy because once one person gets a, a whiff of it everyone's like it just sets you off again, doesn't it? Everyone starts thinking yeah. West Ham 3-3 and games like that. Um, mm. So that was, yeah, that was particularly frustrating. They just uh, just couldn't get anything going. There were a couple of stinking performances. Um, couldn't get any chances from wide areas again. Um, and yeah, Kane was probably the only player who looked like doing something. He hit, he hit the, the, the woodwork once, didn't he? Um mm. And then it was just a very Burnley goal to concede, which is frustrating. And when that once that went in, I don't know about you, but I didn't really think that there was going to be a, a comeback mounted of a Leicester persuasion. Yeah, I mean, as soon as the game kicked off, I saw the weather conditions and it was like literally raining sideways. Um, <laughs> and I just thought, uh, you, go, you see like the first five minutes, you just see how 
cagey as hell. Almost like the intensity which Burnley were playing with as well. Like this suited them right down to the ground. I mean, I did a tweet and it was like, if Sean Dyke had the choice of spending 50 mil on a new star player or building a giant fan, that means that it's always going to rain sideways at Turf Moor that he would buy the fan. And I meant, I meant that, as, I didn't mean that as like a dig at Burnley, but Burnley fans found it and thought it was kind of like that. I, I just genuinely thought that, you know, Sean Dyche is on such a small budget. He's done wonders with Burnley to, like, they're one of the most unique identities in the Premier League. And they make it really hard for you sometimes, particularly at Turf Moor. And that is exactly what happened to us. And it could, it, you know, it could have gone either way. That was one that was a real kind of coin flip where we had some semi-decent chances. I think they only, they only had like one really good chance themselves where at 1-0, Jerry Rodriguez put it over from like a couple yards out. Obviously, the game was a bit more stretched then, so you can kind of factor into there. But yeah, it was annoying. I didn't, I tried not to like really kind of read into it, but then obviously Conte says what he says. Um, it's hard to have a quiet going. night after that, isn't it? Because you want to <laughs> yeah, sort of put it to yeah. one side, but then you've got WhatsApp yeah. messages pinging left, right and centre. And it's like, yeah. oh, Conte, oh, he said that, has he? Oh, that's great. Yeah. Like a few days later, he, he obviously came out and said, oh, I'm very emotional. You know, like, you don't want to have dinner with me if, if mm. I lose a game and stuff <laughs> like that, which I did think was quite, quite funny. But it's like, lad, just try and try and compose yourself a little bit. I know maybe this this club is a bit of a bigger task than you might have originally thought, but come on, we just need to, we can't go from City saying it's one of the best groups of players that you've ever had to Burnley saying that you might just walk out if, if you don't think the relationship's good. So, you know, it'd be nice if we could just keep it level-headed a little bit, but I don't, you know, we're not used to that. So I suppose it's not going to change anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. It it is what it is. I, I was never really, too concerned it's about it's about like kind of getting through that initial period where you said the things and it's all i think it's something i figured like everything in the moment in football is just nowadays just so much bigger than mm. it really is like you take a step back and you say say like i'm trying to think of an example like um say you remember when we beat leeds at home and you know we were one nil down really bad at half time and people were saying and that after that there was like that's the worst half of football I've ever seen, all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, you look away from it now and you just think, I just, it's just so inconsequential. Sometimes performances are bad. Sometimes things are bad. It's just, just just don't need to get carried away with it. But Yeah, I mean, it's all yeah. very reactive, isn't it? So, mm. you know, people will watch it and think, oh, we've done nothing. But you know what? There's a second half. And things can get better in the second half. You need to just try and take it all as, as a whole and not get too mm. too carried away. Mm. Um, mm. Tranquillo, as Potts used to say. Tranquillo and something about cows. Tranquillo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Words of wisdom. Okay, moving on to the weekend. But before we get to the Spurs match this weekend, um, Jude, you went and did some running. Oh, I did quite and a lot of running. not because of Spurs lost. Not because Spurs lost, so very I, good. I was thinking about this earlier, actually, because I managed to squeeze in under two hours, which I was very, very happy about. But I think if Spurs had gone to Leeds and lost like two or three one or something like that, I think it would have been even quicker because I would have had some fuel, <laughs> some like fire in the belly at the end. Yeah. And like I was thinking, for some reason it, the game kept popping into my into my mind, and like it was just making me smile. I was like, oh no, I wish it was like pissing me off so I could just go and get one five five or something like that instead. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, it was a it was a very very lovely day for running down in Brighton, just all along the coast, pretty much. And um, I think it was half marathon, right? A half marathon, yeah. Mm. I think 
we're up to over i think you your donation surely took us over 900 pounds which yes. i'm I, I set an alarm because i knew today was payday and i was like i need to i need to do my bit so <laughs> you did get paid so the, yeah yeah <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so i got paid uh, good, good. man gets paid um but yeah but yeah um we'll, we'll put a link in the description for anyone who wants to help donate to jude to a great cause um really proud of you mate really proud of you oh, cheers geez my knees are not happy with me but you know, I'll just have to suck it up. You need like an ice bath. Like you need like this kind of footballing conditioning. <laughs> this like, might be like TMI. James and all this stuff. Yeah, this might be TMI. But like, as soon as I got home, I got I got in the bath and I had I had what sits and a coke because I was just like, I'm gonna in the bath. I, yeah, in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> this and is I'm, the life. I know. And I've texted a few of my mates. And they were like, you better not put your fingers, your cheesy fingers, in the bath when you were doing that. Oh. I was like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, apparently, it's got great restorative powers. You know, it's it's a great healer for dodgy limbs and stuff like that. And you know, some people they they go to the bars, so they have like a cigar, and they act all cool. No, Jude's got what's it's in a coke. I know, so, you know I know, I'm one hundred. It's fine. I don't need to prove anything <laughs> to anyone else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you were at that, and I was. I didn't watch the Spurs game in a conventional sense I watched it from the press room at Brentford as I was there covering Christian Eriksen's return to football which was really kind of heartwarming and really could you know it's it's obviously amazing that he's come back and I think that was the the takeaway from the day that this is really kind of a medical marvel we're watching that you think about you know those players who who have had cardiac arrest on the pitch in the past haven't been able to even like live their ni- lives if normally let alone play football again the fact that Ericsson is back after eight months after it happened that he is able to play in the Premier League again is insane and I thought he was actually really really good I thought that he looks a lot like Christian Ericsson I thought that when he Brent so for context Brentford went down to 10 men after 10 minutes for a VAR decision and so Newcastle raced into a two-goal lead after that and so it was always up against them they were always kind of having to be a bit cagey you know they didn't want to let the goal difference get out of hand but they were also trying to find a way back into the match just after half time Ericsson comes on he he actually replaces um, Matthias Jensen who was the person that Ericsson was replaced by in the game where he had the cardiac arrest so nice bit of symmetry there Mm. Um, but yeah Ericsson came on I think the point of his job was try and get some competitive minutes but also if you can um try and make something out of nothing to help help claw us back into this match and he nearly did you know he came on Brentford had their best chances when he was on the pitch he he had he did he did a couple of um corners that didn't meet the first man so it was really nice to see that again (laughs) Um, (laughs) then he pulled out he also pulled out the old you know the the trademark kind of half where it's like slightly above knee height and he kind of like you know like the kind of Outside of the boot ping, yeah, where he does yeah. forward. He did, he did that. I think it was in the last minute, and it set up probably Brentford's best chance of the game. And I was like, oh yeah, he's he's here. So, oh, such um, a great game for really, you to see, man. What was the um, what, what was what was the atmosphere like when he came on? It, every it, so the the atmosphere obviously was a bit sour after the red card and going that two goals down. They tried to remain positive. Then, you know, as you could see. The substitution was almost immediately after half time. So Ericsson quickly goes for a warm up, gets a 
nice little standing ovation from the corner he's going to warm up in. He runs back down, he takes his top off, and everyone kind of notices and they're like, oh, okay, this is this is really happening. Then the stuff comes in, and at all four corners, including the Newcastle fans who are great, so that rose to their feet, clapped him on. You know, the first few touches was really getting there. You could feel like the excitement. There was an excitement that he was going to do something. Mm. And I think, you know, it might fade after a few games, but it was just so good to see him back and to have him back. And he said after, you know, like, this is like, this is it. This is, I'm, I can be happy again. Like, this is, there's a guy's in the press book like, this is the first day of the rest of his life that he can do this again. He can resume this again. And it's really, really great. And I really can't wait for him to play against Spurs later this season because I think that'll be a really, really interesting occasion. Mainly, yes, yes. Well, I think it'd probably, <laughs> if he could play the way that he did on Saturday, he'd probably be our best midfielder still. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It was really touching as well because um, I saw Kane and Son after the Leeds match, they got asked about um, Ericsson potentially playing and you, you could sort of, and they were obviously beaming anyway because they just mm. won a game and broken their record, but they were they just seemed very, very happy um, to know he was back in their squad, um, ready to get some minutes and... Um, and yeah, he's just he's just a player who means so much to to Spurs fans and hopefully to the wider Premier League and European base. And it's it's so good to see him back out there. And uh, yeah, hopefully you know at, at the next home Brentford game you'll see him ping one in from 20, 25 yards or uh, curl one curl a free kick uh, up and into the far. I was hoping for a free like kick. I was I was so hoping the narrative would be he comes on. Like someone immediately wins a foul on the edge of the box. It's like, oh, he's free. He gets a free kick. It'd be so good if he <laughs> scored like that. That, that was his first touch. We've been so good, but unfortunately, that's not how it is. Like okay, I think, I think goal, we. I think. Right? We, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what's the guy called? Santiago <laughs> Munoz. 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 Okay. Yeah. Christian Munoz. Okay. I think we've tiptoed around Leeds nil, Tottenham Hotspur for long enough. So let's get stuck in and. Had a really fast start, Jude. We had a nice little wing-back-to-wing-back combination. We haven't had one of those in a while. We haven't, no. Well, we um, w- when Conte was first appointed, I think a lot of a lot of fans got quite excited about the thought of um, him bringing a threat to our wide areas again. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was, very, it was a very fast and open start. Leeds had a great chance to open the scoring in the first five minutes. I think, I think it was a strike. He just headed wide. Um, yeah, yeah. But I was I was hoping that that Doherty would would come in for Emerson because Emerson's had a bit of a stinking first. Well, we're past the halfway stage of the season now, but he's not been particularly good. And he doesn't seem to add any threats. It was good that that position was uh, freshened up, and it's like it's just like a it's it's a trademark of Conte's game plan of you know pushing the two wing backs really high and. One putting the ball in and the other getting in there and, and scoring, and it was it, it's just great that we're starting to see bigger and better threats now um, from areas we probably didn't really expect them before Conte came in. Um, it was awesome that we were we were two new up with without Kane or Son being involved. It's like we finally got threats from other areas again. Like Kulusevski yeah, yeah. is looking like a. You know, there's the obvious caveat that if you play as open and as ridiculously as as Leeds do, which has ended up costing Marcelo Bielsa his job, unfortunately, um, that if you've got players of the attacking quality of Kane, Son and 
now Kulisevsky. They're good. They're gonna do damage, and I just I I don't think there's anything more aesthetically pleasing for me in football than a left-footed winger coming in off the wing and smacking a shot in. You know, it's better if it's like curled yeah. into the far corner and like off the stanchion or or off the underside of the, of the bar. But it's it's just wicked that you know he's he could go out wide if he liked. He got I think he got played by played in by Doherty, but. He's because yeah. we we were we were sort of told that he's a bit of a he's a bit of a confidence player and he needs lots of games to, to mm. start to start. I was thinking himself. exactly this as he was wheeling away in celebration. I was thinking that yeah, mm. and um, but he he seems you know maybe that goal at City has really just boosted him a little bit. I know it wasn't particularly amazing against Burnley, but um, he, he he was he was proper electric in that in that first thirty. And uh, I like when when he weed away in celebration. You, I could sort of see Harry Kane just behind him, going like, "All right, then, who's this fella? It looks <laughs> yeah. like we've got a little player here. Is he going to okay, help us okay. out? <laughs> <laughs> that should be finally. I got my help. help, with help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he was he was electric. He was he was brilliant, and um, he might even be a little fantasy football shout in a if he starts bagging some more. Man, I might I might be tempted to get him in. But yeah, it was brilliant. Fast start for Spurs. Um, and yeah, it's great that Matt Doherty scored. Awesome stuff. That's his first goal for us, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's but it's somehow it, the goal scoring wingback's first goal for us, 18 months down the line. <laughs> but but I think I do think that this this game was pretty much the best of at least the ideas of Doherty and Sessignon, wasn't it? Like so obviously you have the goal, but you take away that. I thought that Doherty probed really well. He really offered another presence. An actual kind of presence in attack, not one that's just kind of flimsily there, like Emerson that's left unmarked. Like I think Leeds did actually recognise the danger that Doherty poses. And then Sessignon, you know, we've talked in this pod about he needs to be more aggressive. I think Conte's talked about the fact that he needs to be more aggressive. This was more like it. And he had to in a game like this against a side that's going to press and press and press. And so I was really impressed that he, ste- he stepped up, especially he had a tough game away at Burnley as well. I think that really could have locked him sideways. I think when you know, and Conte's coming out saying we need to beat the teams that are fighting relegation. I think Cessna's probably like getting back on that coach. He's probably a bit down on himself. So I'm really, I was really impressed with his response on Saturday. Yeah, Sess was awesome. Um, there, there seemed to be a lot of space on that left-hand side as well because Luke Ayling was just following Son wherever he went. I, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it was hardly as if he got, Son got neutralised or anything like that. You know, he was still finding the ball and picking out players. And I think it sort of got better as the game went on and he obviously scored later on. But it just seemed like a weird, weird tactic when you've got Rafinha ahead of you as well to just give that much space to to Sessignon. And, like, he was getting picked out really, really early. There were some really nice, like, cross-field passes from from the back. Mm -hmm. I think Dyer made a few. Um, Kane was dropping deep. Hoybier showed his passing range as well for that for that third goal. For the yeah, let's talk about the third is, goal. Yeah, great which, pass, which is awesome. Yeah, um, I I, th- I think he's got. I think Hoybier's got to start showing his his passing chops a little more frequently because that was such a delightful ball over the top and such a. I don't. I don't really. I think anyone else apart from Harry Kane probably misses that. I genuinely think. Mm. He's, he's in such a class of his own that from that tight an angle on the volley, I don't think many players in world football are scoring that. He, he was, he was I don't think many players are thinking about it. No, 
I don't, I don't think they would. I think they just try and put it back into the uh, into the middle. But he gets it absolutely spot on. He just killed the game off. He was it, it was such a ridiculous goal, man. And um, yeah, I mean, like, what do you think about it? It was, it was ridiculous. I think I think the the main my main trailer thought was that I just come to expect this of Kane now, especially after the game he had against City, where I'm just like. You know, I can't remember, we said last week, I thought that was the best he's ever played in his entire life. And so, you know, obviously he tried against Burnley, it didn't quite work off, whatever. I didn't, didn't really think much of it. But then you see that kind of go in from that angle. And it's just like, okay, yeah, this is this is what he does. This is what he does. That's Harry Kane. I was thinking more about the pass from Hoiberg because I think, you know, a lot of people, particularly this season, um, have been a bit frustrated with how he's played, with maybe his lack of, presence on the ball and then you kind of he, did, he pulls out a pass like that albeit you know the caveat is that he did have a lot of time to play it but he still played it and you still have to play those passes even if you have that time mm. and it's just like you, he can do this and I hate being the guy that like puts all of his stock in international performances and international tournaments but you know Hoiberg made the Euro 2020 team of the tournament and I thought he was absolutely outstanding in Denmark's games I thought he was superb I thought he was absolutely monstrous for a side obviously everything happened with Ericsson you know they needed the big lift and I thought he was a huge part of that team he was a huge leader and I think maybe now it's just like you'd want you want to see more of it and I think you know this season's probably been you know what was he started every game last season didn't he mm-hmm. yeah this ridiculous run didn't he and he came out yeah. this season for the first time um, a couple of times now and I'm not having that he's a bad player I'm not having that he's not a player that can do good things for this club with with our aspirations. I'm not having that he's not of that standard because he's one of those players where it feels like if he was playing at like West Ham or Wolves or even back at Southampton that people would look at and think, oh, that's a player that we could do with. Why don't we have a player like that? Mm-hmm. And then we just do have it because I'm not... I, our squad needs work. I, I accept that. I don't think that there's... It, it's, that there's lots of really bad players. I think another one in this kind of bracket is Regulon. And, you know, he hasn't played for a few weeks, so haven't really got much to go on. But I, I'm i largely a fan. I think he does a lot more good than bad for Spurs. But, it, yeah, I guess now it is a matter of we need to see it more on a consistent basis. He can lurch from one extreme to the other, can't he? If he's good, mm. if he's good one week, then he might have a game like the one he did against Southampton where he got pressed into oblivion and... Um, just struggled a little bit. But, you know, the hope is, I know Skip and Ben Tanko aren't fit at the moment, but now that they've got those four, the hope will be that if Javier has been running to the ground over the past year, 18 months or so, he can be brought out and somebody a bit fresher can come in. Um, and, you know, that depending on, you know, your viewpoints, it, that might even strengthen the team a little further. I think they'll look, they'll look better when Skip's in there again. Yeah. Well, is it's yeah. over a month now, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Um, mm. Just frustrating. And obviously, Ben's on early days, but was also in the city. So it's nice that they've got. They are, they are reasonably samey those those four options, but they do bring their own little nuances to to the game as well. I think we saw that against Leeds because you had Hoybeer playing the pass for Kane, and you had Winks playing mm. the pass in the build up to the to the first goal, which was a that was a great little ball actually. Mm, yeah, like, good. Yeah, good shout. Yeah, yeah. and um, 
kind of similar to the past Kane put for Son against City as well. Just the little slide down the wing. I know it yeah, was yeah, like yeah. back to back to you know um, back to their defense um, sort of pass, but it's a it's a it's an evident ploy that they're attempting to try and get wide players free on that on that left. Yeah. Um, which is which is uh, bearing fruit, which is awesome. And Conte seemed pretty happy with it after the game. So uh, so awesome. Very, yeah. very good. And I think going forward, this was definitely the kind of game that we needed. We needed a team that was going to come at us and we could just pick off like that. I think the comparison that I had in my head was the, the second day of last season away at Southampton, where we go one down, we win 5-1 because Kane plays over the top to Son a million times. And we just we just pick them off like that. And I think that was the kind of perfect thing for us. Going the other way, it felt like Leeds had quite a few chances to score. Were you ever nervous? And I know we were out of sight pretty early on, but you said about the shark header. Were you ever mm. scared that we might have just caved in ourselves? Um, I think if one had gone in maybe before half time or before the hour mark, maybe. Um Koch and uh, Koch at the post, didn't he? Towards the end mm. of the first half, I think. Or no, that was just after the second goal, actually, wasn't it? And if that had gone in, you do think, right? Ellen uh, Road, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Ellen Road will start to become a bit of a cauldron and they might end up, ugh, they might end up like sucking the ball into the goal um, mm. just because of how loud they were. So it wasn't, yeah, there, there were, I think there was for that Koch opportunity as well, I think Hoybier and Winks just got caught sort of dallying and looking at each other. And nobody, mm. neither of them went to the ball, which is a bit frustrating. Um, I think Leeds had that. They must have had close to twenty shots or something like that. They they, they did create openings and they just couldn't hit a barn door. Um, but also, like when you see <laughs> Stuart Dallas have a chance, like he did, and not put it away, <laughs> you sort of think, I, "Yeah, we're probably going to be fine." They, this, they... this was our day. This is what you know the Leeds fans were thinking. Right, right. That's not. It's not going in today. Just accept it. Let's go home. Yeah, I think that was think, the point. Even, where even they got not, what Rafinha. Rafinha hit the post with a free kick a couple of minutes after that, yeah. didn't they? Uh, that was very late on. Yeah, I think that was almost, that was after 4 now. I think that was like mm. almost injury time. But yeah, so they, they um, yeah, they, they created plenty of opportunities and maybe on another day they might have scored two or three, but by by the time that we were 3-0 up, I, I think the game was essentially done. And I think Tottenham's players sort of knew that as well because the intensity from that opening half an hour wasn't wasn't quite there. And they, they were very happy just to keep the ball, make sure everyone got plenty of touches and mm. uh, just take the opportunity when it presented itself, which um, I guess isn't the right way to say it because it's a massive um, lob over the top with ridiculous <laughs> precision and accuracy. That not, some... not the first of the game either. No. There, there was... Three or four in the minutes leading up to that. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And the control from Sonny as well, where um, he just brings it down so perfectly. I thought that was like a classic Sonny finish as well. Because he sort of, he gets through on goal. Yeah. He doesn't, I think he sort of, he almost sort of delays the shot just to see the keeper go down and then lifts it over the keeper. Um, mm. And that's, that was his trademark Sonny. And that obviously broke the record. So that's the, yeah. the best partnership ever. In Premier League officially. history, right? Yeah, officially. officially. That's, that's <laughs> what, what can't speak can't lie, Jude. You know, this is what the stats say, and the stats tell us 
No one's yeah. better than Kane and Son. Stick it in um, your trophy cabinet. <laughs> yeah, we'll, cut, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that later. Just for now, um, you mentioned the Dallas chance, which came from a quite strange piece of goalkeeping from Hugo Lloris for the Pretty third strange. week running. Did, yeah, ridiculous. Is it? Is it? Yeah, it's, it, it's just since he signed that contract, isn't it? That he seems to got off. Yeah, and it, I feel like it's like. Yeah, it's like every time he signs a new contract, he just goes on this kind of nonsense run of trying to be at fault. Because it's not just the fact that he came to the ball, completely fluffed up the chance. It's that he went and tried to foul Dallas to stop him from shooting when we're 3-0 up. That would have got him a red card and a three-game ban, and that would have ruled him out, and we would have had to deal with um, Galini and Golf for the next three matches. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, bro, please, stop it. Yeah, Don't I wonder if yeah, wonder if that's him sort of um taking that dark arts approach a little too far. <laughs> too far. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> he didn't think of uh I think he could have got away without trying to make that challenge, to be fair. Yeah. And he went with like, his hands as well. <laughs> yeah, he went with his hands, he could have handballed it as well. It's just it's just oh I, like, I get I get if it's one nil and it's like we, we need the lead and we can survive the last 10 to 15 with 10 men, but like with three no up. We there's no danger in this game. What are you doing? Yeah, it was like, do you, remember, do, you, do you remember on FIFA where they first introduced um, that you could be a goalkeeper in pro clubs? <laughs> yeah. And you try it for the first time just to see what it's like. And it's like, it's really weird. And you just kind of like, there's like, you have like a dive button and a positioning button. But the dive button is like almost like aggressively going down with like with your arms at someone's feet. It was like, <laughs> that was what Larice did. He's just chopping, trying to chop away his ankles. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing. It's, because uh, you know, if if that ended with him getting sent off or ending in a goal that leads to maybe a comeback, Larice is getting pelters for that. Luckily, what people take away from that is, oh, don't know how, but all of a sudden Dallas is through on goal with no goalie there. There's no kind of scrutiny on Larice where he is whatsoever, and then Ben Davis comes and saves the day. So Larice gets away with one. We win four nil. No harm, no foul, really. He could have taken that shot whenever he liked. It's ridiculous. Stuart Dallas is a decent player. You know, he, he, yeah, could, have, he, could, have, he could have curled it in um, from anywhere. But I think he's very one-footed, isn't he? He, he definitely wanted it on his right. He, um, I can't imagine what Marcelo Biel was thinking on the touchline, maybe knowing that he's going to get sacked if they don't get something within this game or show any signs of life. And he's just like, just please put it in the net. And he just watches him miss. He's like, well, I better get my things then. Yeah, he was off for a walk straight away, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, see you guys. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Loves a little walk, a little stress yeah. walk. Yeah. Poor Marcelo. But yeah, okay. I think that's enough on the bad because we we won four 0 There's no need to do it to death. We talked about yeah. the Burnley game anyway. There's enough bad for this week. Let's talk about, like we said, the officially the best duo in Premier League history. Thirty-seven goal combinations between Harry Kane and Son Heung-min. One more than Didier Drogba and Frank Lampard. Eight more than their nearest other challenges in Cherry Henry and Robert Perez and David Silver and Sergio Aguero, and I think it was one. Of, it's one of those things where it's like, do you remember when Kane broke the most goals in a calendar year record? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like didn't even know that record was a thing. It's kind of like where the hell did that <laughs> come from? But it's what. But I think the, 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 I had my feeling about this with the goal combinations thing. It's like I've never heard of the goal combinations thing before. Kane and Son got close to it. I guess that's the point in that these records were set by legendary players, legendary players. And the fact that, you know, Kane with the goal, the calendar year record thing, he broke that. He's 
kind of on that level of greatness. He, I think he was the only one to get close to scoring Messi and Ronaldo numbers that year. Now we have the goal combination record and you look at the the superb duos, the world-class duos, again, the legendary duos that they've surpassed. And it does make you grateful. And, and people are saying, oh, the trophy and all that stuff. I, like, I, don't, I don't care about that. I care that I've spent like the prime years of my life being able to watch these guys score goals for my football club and put a smile on my face. And it's so, they're still going. You know, how yeah. many, it's now they've got the record. It's how, how many, how many are set to buy? How can they really put it out of reach? Can like, is anyone going to get close to that again? Yeah, it's the, it's the longevity of it, which is, which mm. is so heartwarming, isn't it? I know it, it very much came to light last season when it did, it, it was like every goal. Spurs scored in that first, maybe yeah, the, mo- the most the in the season. season that was as well as a record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it seemed like every, I think. everyone that went in, so and came were involved somehow. Um, it sort of, sort of died off a little this season, but obviously they've just equaled it. So, um, so yeah, and I think you know a player like Son who can get oddly criticised for being a, a purple patch player. I understand he can be quite streaky, but. Um, I think he's also he's also become like the the thirteenth player or something something like that to score ten Premier League yeah. goals in a season for like the sixth consecutive season. Sixth year running it was yeah, which like, is, yeah. But, but that surprised me because you think how many good players are playing in the Premier League. You think especially like mm. long careers in the Premier League as well. Thirteen players, mm. the level of consistency, the longevity that you need to have to keep that. Like I think like. Some, like, sometimes players get like season-ending injuries or they just have an off year, you know, like you think about Hazard in 15, 16, whatever like that. Like top players will generally have something in their way that stops them getting to that kind of feat. And the fact mm-hmm. that, because I think I'm assuming that Kane is one of those 13, he has to be. Yeah, yeah, he will um, be. Yeah. But yeah, that's the, these are the insane stats that we were talking about. And again, like I said, it's just so... Good, especially you know that came on a weekend where one what one other member of the old desk front line came back into the game and that was, and you said about they were saying in the interview like it was just so nice like that warm feeling of that team kind of coming together everything's everything's going all right everyone's kind of getting on and thriving and you know hopefully hopefully this leads to something more hopefully like I said that this is a record that can't be kept that can't be caught so, sorry. Well, it's going to be one that hangs around for a, a while, isn't it? Um, because it has. They're always they're always going to be there now, isn't it? In that mm. conversation, it's like the you talk about the the duos or whatever. Like it's you can't ignore it now. You can't. And it, it's 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 almost unbelievable that they've done this. Like I said, like the the desk thing that these two have actually combined. I know a lot came last season, but the two they've actually combined themselves so many times over the years. I, I don't know if you. Have you seen the video that um, Spurs official posted where it was yeah. like every single goal they combined for? They you, saw you know, my the... article with all the goals and copy that <laughs> idea and then put it out for clout, which... Yeah. How could they? <laughs> no, no, it's much better. It's much better watching them all back to back. So it's fair play. It's, um, but yeah, it starts you get, like you get... 15, 16 or mm. 16, 17 or something like that, which is... Mm. Seems years well. It seems years ago. It is years yeah, ago. It is years um, ago. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's you know, like, yeah. Um, but they, then you get to like, <laughs> I think they get to the start of last season. All of a sudden, the highlights are going quicker. Like they, they're trying to, like, okay, 
Yeah, we got we got we got like 14 more goals to put in this small space of time. We need to get through this. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. So that, that's a, that's how many goals they combined for. The fact that what? they need to cut yeah. down a highlights video and put get Riffin in. <laughs> what would you say is is your favorite Son Kane combination goal in the Premier League if you had to pick one? The one that comes to my Arsenal. mind, yeah, it's the Arsenal one. The Arsenal one last season, right? Well, which, well, which one? Because they they set the, up. I think the. Yeah, I think the first goal because I think it show, it demonstrates the very very best of them both. Mm. In that, Kane does so well to hold it up, draw the defenders in, and play that pass. I, I know, like, if we're talking in like expected assist terms, it's like not a very high number because Son's taking the shot from. 25, 30 yards, and it has to do a lot to go in. But yeah. the fact that Kane was able to know there aren't many strikers who can create that kind of space themselves and then play that killer ball as well. And then Son's finishes, obviously, that is mm. that is as Son as you're going to get, you know, cutting inside, whipping it with the right with that much venom. And I just thought, yes, I say, like, I was, I was especially think about Kane, like how many you think about the, the other strikers in those lists. Um, so what, Drogba. Henri, Aguero, great players, legendary players. They aren't getting the assists the way that Kane is. You know, they're th- you're thinking about like two-yard passes, you're thinking about um, squaring it for a tap-in, you're thinking about those kind of goals. Obviously, they're still goals, but the assists that Kane gets are just, you know, we'll talk about like playmaker comps. We're talking like, you know, like a, a Pirlo or a Fabrias or a Alonso or a Xavi or something like that. That's the kind of Mm. balls that he's playing it's just that. that's why I think that's why it's my favourite one because it just shows the best of both yeah it does I mean the other goal in that game was class as well oh yeah yeah the other goal was Ed, Ed, like amazing. any goal that comes yeah. off the other side of the bar for me is a winner oh, just but, um, aesthetically pleasing so just hear the little rattle the little the little clink mm. off the top of the bar and it's like oh, it's delicious but he's just he's just someone Kane's just it's 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 astonishing the player he has become since um since he had that first breakout year, 14, 15, he was still scoring like all different types of goals, mainly sort of more, more poachery goals back then. And every now and again, he'd slam one in low from the edge of the box or something like that. But he, he really does score all types of goals. And he's taken this playmaking to a ridiculous level where there's not another striker in world football who does what he does to the, to the same mm-hmm. level. In terms of pure and goal scoring, there are other, there are obviously other players it's, who put it's up. It's almost like a second peak, isn't it? Like yeah, because you think like you know you know he first started doing the crossfield ball stuff like three, four, five years ago. But it was never really kind of translating into assists the way it is. I think mm. all, you remember his last injury he had the hamstring injury in the um, nineteen twenty mm. season we had at the start of January. Yeah, but I think he came. You know, I think he had. You know, essentially two preseasons. He got his body back together. He came back in just such good shape. He, you know, this is someone that takes care of his body, mm. and for whatever reason, of your three, for, yeah, past few years, hasn't always taken care of him. And he just needed a little bit of luck to be able to keep himself together. And he has just looked sensational most of the time since then. Mm. I think, and there's even times now. You think the Leicester game last month was a good example, but there are times where he looks like he's got that yard of pace back as well. And yeah, this is. This is this is the second coming of Kane, and he did a good interview with um, Nizar Kinsella at goal the other week, and he talked about wanting to have another peak. Where you know he's saying he was comparing the likes of 
Ronaldo, Messi, Lewandowski, Ibrahimovic, and was like the the very, very, very best players. They can play into their late thirties. They can peak again in their mid thirties because they take care of themselves. They can find a way to reinvent themselves. They find a way to just keep going. And so, you know, the hope is that he is still here when that time comes, and the hope is <laughs> that he's peaking again. And because I think if he keeps going at this rate, then he's easily going to smash Shearer's record. He's easily going to smash Greaves' Spurs record, and it would be so. It's just so great to witness greatness like that, isn't it? Yeah, especially as, you know, um, he, he he sort of came through when we were sort of young adults, right? Maybe like, mm. what, 17, 18. And it's, it's, there's, there are many other examples of just watching a player develop and grow over time. And especially just, one that was widely a meme before he broke through as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he even would, after the, the first time. season as well, like when he scored what twenty-one goals in the league, mm. and then he won a few. Season one, actually. exactly. Yeah, it's ridiculous mm. um, that you know he, he could have very easily just fallen into that into that trap of maybe not doing the right things. But um, so it's at the door. Um, <laughs> the door for Jude. Yeah, I'm not getting it. Um, but but yeah, he's just he's continues to get better and better and um, reinvent himself time and time again and. Is you, know, you can you can analyze him so much. You know, we we we've said so much about him over the years, and at a certain point, you just you just feel happy that a player of that quality plays for your club, and yeah, it's it's just something that's remarkable because you you don't you really don't see it nowadays, like in terms of young players coming into into top flight teams and dominating. Yeah. You know, you maybe have like Phil Foden and. Um, Liverpool have a few players who might do that in the future, but probably not to the extent um, and the impact that Kane has had on on Spurs over the last seven or eight years. So it's 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 remarkable, and he's he's fully back to his best now, and it's it's coming at the right time, especially with uh, what is going to be a tense tense battle for for top four, and obviously the chance to get some silverware in the FA Cup, which is uh, yes tomorrow, yes. Almost completely forgot about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> re- really, really hoping that we win. Just not even for the sake of going through in the cup, just for the sake of if we lose, I don't want Burnley 2.0. I don't because <laughs> it's going to be like Burnley, it'll just be like everything just amplified. And then, yeah, you know, you try and ignore it. Maybe that'll be too much to ignore. Maybe Conte will be like, okay, that is genuinely like my last realistic chance I've done here. Or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Let's try, let's try not to think in those terms, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's a good Positive idea. vibes only, innit? You know, law exactly. of attraction, all that crap. <laughs> Very true. Very uh, true. Yeah. Any uh, players in particular you want to see in that one? We might get a few changes in defence, won't we? There might be Davinson or Emerson coming. Maybe, yeah. Just, yeah. I, I imagine that, yeah. I imagine maybe because you think Romero and Dio have played almost every game since they came back from their injuries. You think mm-hmm. you, they maybe need a game off. So maybe, yeah, Sanchez. Maybe this is the, the, a chance to see, you know, Conte said the other week, he maybe regrets not playing Joe Roden a bit more. You know, if Joe Roden can't get a game here, maybe that is it. Yeah. Because if he's regretting it and he's still not picking you, then mm. sorry, lad. Yeah. Sorry. I, like, I like Joe Roden, particularly his YouTube content with Gareth Bale. And that for that reason, that's why I want Gareth Bale back. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, you know, I trust Conte to pick the right team. He knows a lot about, more about football than I do. I just, I just sit here and critique him about it. <laughs> Get the big bucks for it as well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do. yeah. 
Yeah. Anything else you want to add before we jump off? We've, I think we've got through a fair fair amount there. I think we kept yeah. it flowing really well for just for I just thought, two Coy's boys. Yeah. <laughs> just, just two of us. Ooh, that'd, be, that'd be good actually. Get, get, get that. Edit, must edit that in. Must edit that in. <laughs> I'll play the song. Don't worry okay. about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Done with that. Okay. Thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you maybe late this week, probably the start of next week. Um, if you haven't subscribed already, please do. If you haven't left a comment yet, please do. It really helps us a lot. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Come on, you Spurs. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.